You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review Senior Editor Daniel Horowitz. Using pure common sense and ignoring the group think, Daniel breaks down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering the Conservative Conscience. And welcome back to the Conservative Conscience on this Wednesday, June 26th, your one-stop shop of independent conservative talk. And let me tell you, there is no thumb-sucking here. There are no Teletubbies here. And we're going to talk about Teletubbies today in this business. Phony conservatives, conservatives that have no morals, no intellect, no knowledge of what's going on. They just respond to the left and ironically become like the left and virtue signal like them. But today we're going to discuss how the ultimate pro-life position is to be pro-sovereignty and security. There is no middle ground here. There's a number of people on the pseudo-right that they'll call themselves pro-life because, as we've mentioned before, that's one of the few conservative issues where you could marry virtue signaling with real virtue. So they're able to kind of hold the line on that issue, at least superficially. So a number of these people adopt Soros's morality on crime and on illegal immigration. Now, you basically have a scenario here where the left has worn down our side so much because of the advent of social media where it magnifies the incessant voice of the most extreme elements that even people on our side think that that's where morality is. They get to define morality and then our side whether it's phony religious groups or religious figures, they're like, well, if the left is thinking that, I'm, I'm religious, so I better certainly show empathy. I'm a good person. Please, I'm a good person. And I'm here to tell you that is all signaling, all signaling and no virtue. Freedom Caucus type of people, so-called conservatives, so-called religious leaders cannot hold the moral baseline on illegal immigration that Barack Hussein Obama held in 2014 when the issue was a fraction of the problem it is today. A fraction of the problem. Now, I don't have um, the ability to quote this here, but let me um, let me see if I could... Well, I could quote it, but let me see if I'm going to, if I could cue this in here. That may have been related to sex trafficking or killed because they fell off a train. We have no way of tracking that. So that is our direct message to the families in Central America. Do not send your children to the borders. If they do make it, they'll get sent back. More importantly, they may, may not make it. So I don't know if you guys were able to hear that. Again, I just put the mic up to the thing. I don't have, I, I don't have the ability right now. I didn't prepare the clip to insert into the show, and I apologize for that. We'll get better at at that over time. But if you didn't hear what Obama said in an interview with George Stephanopoulos in 2014, he said, look, I don't know how these people die, talking about the migrants. They could fall off a a train. They could get attacked by a sex trafficker. But the point is, our message to these people is, you cannot come here. We will turn you back. You will be removed. 
and you know don't come in the first place. Even Obama, the issue was giving amnesty to those who have been here for a while. But the notion that prospectively we would say that you could just come here, anything you want, and anyone prospectively is let in, <clears throat> and somehow rather than focusing on the concerns of the American people, we're going to focus on the humanitarian situation of the migrants, which is created by the magnets, not by enforcement, by a lack of enforcement, and we're going to use that to drive the narrative, even Obama wouldn't do that. And yet this is where we are in the Trump administration. It's unbelievable. So you have this picture of two dead migrants floating in the Rio Grande River. And the left is trying to use that as a punchline. That somehow it's a policy punchline. You see? Now, they don't really explain you see what. Meaning, what is it you want us to do and not do that would prevent that? What we want to do would prevent that. But there's nothing you can do. Now, first, let me just start off by saying Colonel Dan Steiner had a very in interesting observation this morning he sent to me. He compared that to the picture of the dead kid in the Mediterranean, I think off the coast of Italy or Greece, that spawned the entire 2015 European migration. So it's a true, true tried and tested tactic of the left to do that. Now, we used to have people on the right in this country, and I still think we have them among the general population, but not among the elite circles, including my own colleagues, that are moored in a sense of real morality. Hundreds of thousands of people die every day. People are murdered every day. People have terrible accidents every day. And it's terrible. Everyone's created in the image of God. But we're here to talk public policy, right? If you're trying to push that out in these circles, you have a policy point you want to make with it. So what is that policy point you want to make? I don't feel bad one bit, not about a humanity dying, that's very sad, but about any policy. There is no good way of having 700,000 people within seven months shoved at us, people coming already under the, from the worst health conditions and sanitary conditions, and then under the worst environments, dealing with the cartels too and empowering them while becoming victims of them at the same time. You're going to find dead bodies. It's like, hey, you discovered America. There's dead bodies all over the Rio Grande River. Often they'll drown them. Often if they don't pay the piso, they'll throw them in there. They'll stab them before. Yeah, you discovered America. What is it you want to do to stop that? You see, there's dead people. Meaning what? What? Name me the one thing that would stop it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what would stop it. You announce a shutoff. Anyone will not be let in, just like Obama said. You turn them back, everyone there afterwards will not come. So not only will you save Americans from cartel espionage, endless drugs laced with chemical warfare, killing so many dead American kids that are never showcased. Endless gangs, previously deported murderers who get in strategically. You know what they often do? See, these Bastards, and that's what they are, just showing something with no context. And then these stupid people like Russell Moore and these pseudo-phony, fake conservative religious leaders that claim to believe in biblical values but have no virtue, 
just signaling are all like, yeah, this is terrible. This is terrible. Terrible what? Yeah, it's terrible because you oppose our policies that would have stopped this. But you have Borstar and Bortac, highly trained special operators in the Border Patrol that are really supposed to be used for us to combat the cartels. But instead, what the cartels do is they'll dump people in the river, knowing that they'll go in and save them. So to begin with, number one, they'll never talk about the thousands of people that are saved on taxpayer dime. And I'm glad that we're able to save them, but the best thing is to deter them so we don't have this to begin with. They'll never discuss that. All it takes is two, three, sometimes even one picture. Someone died. I mean, yeah, wh- like whoop de doo Again, I don't mean whoop de doo on someone dying. I mean, like as a public policy standpoint, yeah, like, yeah. I could show you pictures in Guatemala every day. I could show you pictures in 120 third world countries that you would find appalling. That as much as you think you could virtue signal, I could make you feel like a dirtbag for not caring enough about it. But anyway, they dumped them in, knowing that Bortek and Borstar particularly will go in there. And then that's when they bring in terrible human beings. So no one discusses the amount of people our Border Patrol saves. No one discusses the terrible people the cartels are able to get in as a result of this humanitarian nature. And no one will be there to show the Americans killed by these career criminals coming in. Remember, one-fourth of the December caravan from Honduras had criminal records already in the United States. God knows how many had criminal records outside the United States. But anyway, our guys are like, they couldn't care less about the 2,000 murders a year upwards at the hands of illegal aliens in this country every day. The thousands of rapes, the insane amount of sex offenders is out of control. The drunk driving... The drugs, the gangs, all these pseudo-virtue signalers, and it's all the major religions. No virtue. They walk in darkness. No virtue whatsoever. The ultimate pro-life position is one of sovereignty and deterrence. True on regular crime, it's true on criminal aliens. First of all, your obligation is to care for your people. One of the things they here's what they won't answer. There's only three options you can do at our border. You could sh- shut it off and turn everyone back and end all the misery for everyone. But if you don't want to do that, there's two things left. There's the status quo of letting everyone in. But then ironically, even if you're going to let everyone in and empower the cartels and saddle the American people with the diseases, the fiscal charge, and all the stuff the cartels strategically get in, including some of the migrants themselves who are problems, even they, you're not going to treat them properly. Because what are you going to do? We don't have the room. There is no good way of treating 700,000 people. And they'll never say, how much should we pay for it? The other option would be just don't detain them, meaning don't even do the modicum of – they don't do contagious disease screenings, but like triage – I mean, no good deed goes unpunished. Some of it is we have to check their criminal record, and then we we do triage for them. So the only other thing is if we're going to get blamed for detentions, 
just to just let them go on the streets. But then they'll yelp about, you're just leaving them stranded. There's tons of articles about that. So what is it they want to do? Meaning Trump's not doing what I'm suggesting. He's letting them in. He's doing catch and release. And it's not enough. What, what is it they want to do? And then here's another thing. If we're responsible for everyone who dies on the way, if we're responsible for everything that happens to them, even though the track record is remarkable, then what about the infirm, the weak, the elderly, the disabled? If we have an obligation, the ones that can't make the trip and empower cartels, and they're stuck in Guatemala, don't we have an obligation to land boats in Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Haiti, Cuba, oh, and about 45 to 50 other countries where they're coming from, land boats and bring them in. I mean, at least you'll cut out the cartels. See, this is the dishonesty. Let's just say the Declaration of Independence doesn't exist. Our country is of, by, and for foreign nationals. I get the message. Americans suck. We're going to eat the cost. We're going to eat the crime. We're going to eat the needless people killed. We don't matter. Our government, our media is solely for foreign nationals. I get it. You're not even doing that properly. This is the big lie. If you want to do that, the way to do it is to land boats. But you know what? They, they don't want to openly say that because then that would bring out the absurdity. How many? A million? Two million? There are roughly a lowball estimate, one to two billion people living in conditions we would consider appalling. Don't you care about them? Huh? Huh? You got to land boats and bring them in. At least you'll prevent the drowning in the rivers and all the other dangerous things. You'll prevent the cartels from being empowered. But that's the deal. That's the deal. The pro-life position, even for the migrants, is sovereignty. But then there's the other half of this equation. Why is there no imagery of seven dead motorcyclists strewn out, strewn out on Highway 18 in Randolph, New Hampshire? Five of them Marines, retired Marines. And think of the sadness that we send these people overseas to fight random things that don't affect us. Two more soldiers, by the way, died today in Afghanistan. And yet we bring in refugees, illegal aliens, unvetted people left and right, that we have 100% the opportunity to prevent the loss of lives as the result of bringing them in. Because we could 100% vet them because it's 100% an elective policy, and we 100% should have access to criminal records. And these people died as a result of such a case. You know, before before we talk about this, so there has been three cases in June, high profile, of Americans killed or attempted killing from three refugees that have been brought in, and it's not news. Now, these are just high-profile re- refugee cases. Illegal aliens, again, kill Americans every day, and we don't have the data and narratives to report this. It takes me so long to get the information to properly report this because I can't make stuff up. And I won't make stuff up, obviously. But I just want to say that, you know, I've been writing for many years. I've written thousands of articles. 
The article I wrote titled Truck Driver Accused of Killing Seven Bikers Was Immigrant Who Should Have Been Deported. That article has gotten more traffic than anything I've written in my entire life, and I've written thousands of articles. Okay? Um, why am I telling you that? It's not to brag about my own writing. It's because the political people, and when I say political people, I mean the elected Republicans, the Republicans in the administration and the executive branch, the lawyers at DHS and the White House, Teletubby conservative commentators, people that live on Twitter all day, that, that orbit around the gravitational pull of the left and their definition of morality. They don't understand that Twitter is not America. The American people get the point I'm making. That we should care more about Americans killed by illegals because A, that's our responsibility, but B, it's more redressable. There's something we could do. We can't solve the misery of other countries. What are we going to do? Name me a policy. But I can name you a policy tomorrow to prevent every illegal murder and every repeat offender, legal immigrant, refugee murder that we had his criminal record. Boom, you should have been out of here. There's nothing like that in law enforcement, like immigration law. So let's start with the first. There's three cases. Let's start with this case. And this is what it means to be pro-life. Pro-life is that you try every opportunity to save a life. You do everything you can to save a life. And as it relates to channeling that, not in your personal life, but in public policy in the United States government to be pro-life, that means using the assets of your government in a way that you could easily save lives. There's a lot of misery. Everyone's like, why does this happen? What can we do? There's car accidents. Are there more safety regulations? And there's never, there's very rarely a, a, a silver bullet. You know, in a country that's not like North Korea, it's very hard to prevent, you know, Americans from doing stuff. But when it comes to foreign national criminals, and then ones that already have a criminal record, you know they're going to strike. You know all sides in criminology agree. It's the 10% doing the 90. The recidivism. You have a guy with a criminal record. He is not an American citizen. Out. Gone. So, you know, there was this terrible, and this went on for a couple of days. This was, it happened Friday night, and it wasn't really reported who this guy was. I saw the name Volodymyr Zuokovsky. So right away, I suspected, hey, wait a minute. That sounds Ukrainian. We brought in an awful lot of refugees. Now, I couldn't confirm refugee status at the time of my publication, but Breitbart, to their credit, came, came in a little afterwards, and they got it from their source that the guy was a refugee. I just said a green card holder. So this guy was the guy who drove the truck, weaved into oncoming traffic, and plowed through seven bikers. Seven were killed. Three were injured. Sorry, I said Route 18 or something. It's Route 2. Route 2 in New Hampshire. And this is a man who had a criminal record in three states dating back to 2012. 
He had two prior DUI arrests, including one conviction in 2013, which led to his license being suspended for 210 days. Um, he was tagged as, quote, an immediate threat. The other DUI arrest was in Connecticut just last month. He was arrested in Baytown, Texas in February of this year on possession of a crack pipe. He um, was arrested for negligent operation of a motor vehicle, speeding and unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle in April 2012. He was convicted on, he, he pled guilty to two cocaine and heroin possessions in January 2017. And he admitted to a larceny charge and a 90-day suspended jail sentence in Connecticut in 2015 for stealing ladders and windows at a Home Depot warehouse. So what that does is it paints a picture, drugs, driving offenses. Usually the things you bring someone in on will portend, it will demonstrate a pattern of behavior that will ultimately result in killing someone. It always happens. Now, it turns out this guy at the time, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but it turns out this guy at the time didn't even have a green card. His parents were brought in as refugees. We brought in a lot from Ukraine in recent years. They were brought in as refugees. And they didn't yet, or I mean, this kid didn't yet have a green card. Okay? Didn't have a green card. Now, he got his green card very recently. Can't remember where. I'm just trying to, to see the exact date. But um, the the family came September 18, 2016, 2006. So they were here for 13 years, almost 13 years. And okay, so they're saying he got the status in 2008. He adjusted his status to a green card. Okay, let's just take that. I'm not 100% sure, um, but I'll, I'll uh, verify that with you. I actually, as we're talking on the air now, um, USCIS got back to me because I put in a request yesterday, and they said, hey, could you give us more time? So now I'm going to send them the Breitbart article they had from their unnamed source, and I'm going to ask them if they could verify that. But that really, the date doesn't matter. The point is, when you're here on a green card... Okay, it doesn't make you entitled to anything. We could deport you at any time, pursuant to whatever laws we make. And we have laws we have of what things we're going to deport you based on. And illegal, obviously, anytime we catch you, we, you should be deported. And certainly any, any crime, misdemeanor or felony or parking ticket or whatever. But a legal immigrant, you know, generally, if you're in good character, you're caught, you know, just regular speeding not like particularly reckless. Yeah, I'm not going to say we should deport you. And indeed, it's not in the laws that way. Indeed, even DUIs are not in the law, which I think we need to make in the law. But we have Big Brother who monitors everything you and I do. They know everything. The data, the systems are unbelievable. It should be a no-brainer that anyone here on parole, thats what it's like a parole status, it's been that way since the 1790s. There's a status that we watch to see if you're in good moral character. And if we like you, 
We'll allow you to stay. We'll make you a citizen. An American, there's no such thing. We cannot pick our natural-born Americans. But we can pick who we bring in. Immigration is elective. I say this all the time. It's not more evil when an immigrant or an illegal immigrant kills someone than a citizen does or commits a crime. It is just more redressable and avoidable. There's a number of reasons we can't get rid of our own criminals. And they're, they get out every after a few months and we you know, we have the recidivism problem. But with foreign nationals, we should never, ever, ever, ever have a concept of recidivism. So by definition, every single illegal alien crime is avoidable. And boy, are there many of them. And by definition, any repeat offense from a legal immigrant is avoidable because he should have been deported. So this guy had a whole pattern of stuff over the course of six or so years, but in particular, on technical grounds, two charges should have immediately triggered right away and ICE should have been informed of them. The 2015 larceny charge and the 2017 drug charges. That makes someone deportable. Right? There's a certain amount of possession of your own marijuana, not for distribution, under 30 grams that you're not deportable, but this was cocaine and heroin. I don't know the amount, but it doesn't matter. He's deportable. These seven people, five Marines, died when there were multiple opportunities to get rid of them, 100% avoidable. That is a policy punchline. That's not virtue signaling. And that is the core responsibility of our government. The core responsibility of what we celebrate on July 4th. Governance by the consent of the governed. Madison, when he gives an example of what Republican governance means. What does it mean to have your elected representatives decide decisions, make decisions through the majority rule? He used as the paradigm case people who to bring as a part of a society. Because the most important decision a society that forms will make is who to bring into that society who will join you in making all the other subsequent decisions. And that that power has to reside and flow from the American people. Yet as I noted since I wrote my book Stolen Sovereignty, all of this is brought in against our will, against the letter and spirit of our laws, against the letter and spirit of our Constitution, and against the letter and spirit of the most foundational document that, Link- that Abraham Lincoln always believed was, believed was the most foundational, our Declaration of Independence. Whether it's the illegals, whether it's the bogus asylum at the border, which most of them aren't even expressing asylum anymore, it's all a lie, whether it's the refugees, whether it's legal immigrants among the many wonderful ones we bring in, but the ones that clearly aren't, and not only should we have vetted them out before, but even if we couldn't have, there were numerous opportunities to get rid of them with the crimes they committed here. I don't hear Russell Moore talk about this case. Then again, I don't hear them talk about the case in Seattle of the illegal alien who twice raped someone a 32-year-old disabled woman in a wheelchair and only served nine months in jail. Oh, whoops, the same very biblical, religious, pro-life type of people think we lock people up for too long or criminal justice reform. 
schmucks, tell dubbies. He gets out because of sanctuary policies, goes straight to the woman, almost kills her. And he is still to this day on the loose. I saw some reports they suggest he might have fled to Mexico, but you know what that means? Thanks to our humanitarian work at the border, the cartels will be able to get him back in. Pro-life indeed. We have a broken conservative movement from head to toe, from the pseudo-religious figures and organizations, from the political figures, from the media figures, to the elected officials, to the unelected officials. They've lost their sense of morality. The left defines morality, and they just jump at it. Like I feel like telling some of these pseudo-evangelical, and again, I don't mean to hit on that. The you know I'm Jewish, the so-called Jewish leader, I mean, forget it. They're a bunch of pagan schmucks. They're the worst of all, so I'm not singling out anyone. It's, it's all of them that have hijacked God's word, hijacked biblical values, the same way the left hijacks the Constitution. Um, so they never bother to investigate facts. Ignorance is a very dangerous commodity. But if they don't see this, if they don't focus on it, it's just what the left focuses on. So they jump on it like a hornet's nest. Oh, yeah, 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 we, we need to do something. Daniel, this is terrible. Uh, the facilities. Just, just a total cheap shot. I guess Soros is a very moral person to people like Russell Moore. I mean, he seems to be awfully right more often than he's wrong. A year ago, I told you guys, a year ago I did a show titled Courts and Cartels, and I said even if you're open borders, there is no good way to do cross-border migration because of the cartels. If you're going to do it, you have to do it in their country of origin and land boats and planes and bring them in. But this is not an option and needs to be shut off, and the president needs to announce we're shutting off all cross-border migration. I said this a year ago. And any claims have to be routed to our embassies in any of these countries. Boy, was I proven right. But to this day, they still will not do it. They still will not do it. You know, I heard from someone that one of the lawyers, when 1182F was brought up, they said, and again, it's stronger than 1182F. It's the president's inherent Article Two powers. The president could deny entry. That is his foreign commerce powers. Um, like he could stop any truck from coming in at, at a point of entry too. So anyway, they said, yeah, but he can't shut it off from those countries. You know, because they brought off, what do you mean? He just did this from Somalia. No, they can't do it from those countries. Uh, why? Did you read John Roberts' opinion? This is the deal. This is the deal. Sorry, I'm just sending a message here. Sorry for the typing. I'm trying to kick that bad habit. But this is just such a fast-paced environment. No one talks about that. Seven people dead. It's like that's more than any of these cases with the migrants. And again, there's no context of how many we save. We've saved thousands of their lives. They're sitting and saying, what's the big scandal? Toothbrushes. 
How many of them pr- brushed with a toothbrush every night in their home countries? We have a pathetic, pathetic movement that is incapable of holding the line on Barack Hussein Obama's messaging circa 2014. That's how broken of a movement we have. It is beyond broken. It is beyond pathetic. Then... There's the case of the Syrian refugee we didn't talk about. We forgot to talk about that last week. The FBI arrested a guy who was imminent, had an imminent plan to bomb a Nigerian Christian church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So you would think, like, again, we, we don't believe in all people created equal, right? We have a Nazi pyramid, a reverse Nazi pyramid in this social, political, media orbit. That it all depends on the color. Everything's the color of your skin. So, you know, you would think they would be into this. You're not allowed to care if it's not the right color. But this, you know, the Nigerian immigrants themselves were going to get killed. This was a guy who was arrested three times in Jordan. And we still brought him in as a refugee. To bite the hand that fed him. Thank God for those good agents that stopped it. And then... You had the case. I didn't even get a chance to write about that. But there was a case in Texas earlier this month, beginning of the month. Well, let me just get the details here. This is from John Binder, good guy, friend of mine at um, Breitbart. You know, and unlike others, I'll help promote competition because I want more people to be doing this. 65-year-old Pavel Vido was wanted by Texas police after he allegedly shot four people. Four people! Including shooting a Liberty County Sheriff's deputy in the neck and killing one woman. After a short search by police, Vido shot and killed himself. It turns out he was a refugee who entered the United States. Now, he, was, he entered a long time ago from the Czech Republic in 1977. Somehow that's not news. Now, I don't know much if he had a criminal record, what his story was. I'll be honest with you. I can't even keep up with these cases, so I haven't really investigated that. But that's the problem. We don't have enough people doing that. They're too busy virtue signaling, either doing thumb-sucking virtue signaling or doing the Teletubby dance, which is like everything the Trump administration does that's harmful. They're like, yeah, that's so good. So good that the president... Thank you for being weak on crime. Then, then Obama, now I have a talking point. I want talking point. Um, uh, the Mexican government is stronger on the border than, than, uh, um, Democrats. No, no, no. AMLO just announced last night that he, that, you know, he laced into our treatment of migrants and that he's not going to detain people. It's such a joke. They're all talking about the 15,000 troops. It's such a joke. Talk about photo ops. But again, they don't bother studying an issue like I do because they just don't care. So those are the Teletubbies. We have a movement of Teletubbies. But anyway... 
These three cases are refugees. Refugees are people we affirmatively choose and pick, and we officially vet them, and you see what we're doing. Could you imagine 208,000, as of last week, since December, coming to our border from the worst conditions, the most volatile gangs, 49 different countries, we know nothing about them, they're released into our society. How is that pro-life? Do you know how much murder will result needlessly from that? Importing other countries' criminals. And then that doesn't include the hundreds of thousands that got in strategically, the gotaways, the runners, as, as Border Patrol calls them, the runners, as a result of us being tied down. And let me tell you, those are all the people with the criminal records that we deported. So all the good work that our amazing ICE ERO agents have done over the years to deport roughly 2 million criminal aliens over the last 10 or so years, they all come straight back now. While we are doing such great humanitarian work and still being accused of being Nazis. This is why Trump is mentally ill from every political and policy consideration if he doesn't invoke his powers to deny entry. That is the line I must hold. I cannot go further. There is nothing more to say beyond that. Now, there are other things. Now, there are things we should be doing to enforce that shut off and turn back I want to talk about. But the general proposition, that's what it is. Yet this administration will not even designate the cartels as terrorists. So, um, anyway, it was really funny. It was h- hilarious. When I saw this article last night about AMLO, and you know... Colonel Dan Steiner called it. I mean, boy, did he call it. And by the way, I don't want to steal his thunder. He was the guy who uh, came up with the the Teletubby term. And it is so true. Because I, w- I was trying to think of like, how do you describe a loser group of a movement that just loves losing? Like, they, they, they are so unmoored from fixed values and they are so trying to just get a talking point to get their pretty face or sometimes not so pretty face on Fox News that they just jump on anything. Ooh, ooh, uh, I saw it on Twitter. Now, Twitter and modern technology could be very good things. They could, it's like, it's like the scripture says, these are the things that the righteous walk in and the sinners trip over. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. The very things that, look, I use Twitter, I think, for good reasons. You gather the information, and then you may, and then you step back, analyze, study, speak to people who know, train of observations. You could do good work with it, but instead, 99% of people in this business go backwards. Whereas they used to understand, like, wait a minute, wait, there's more to this, like, hey, let's, no. A picture. Oh my gosh, we gotta do something. I love the Twitter mobs. Oh, 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 we gotta do something. Can't think. They just can't think 
straight. Oh, headline, 15,000 Mexican troops. Look, look what Mexico's doing. Oh my gosh, this is this is just awesome. Do, do, doesn't get any better than that. And meanwhile, what do we see? What do we see with AMLO? Mexico will not detain migrants at the U.S. border. This is from Yahoo. Mexico's president vowed Tuesday to investigate the controversial detention of migrants trying to cross the U.S. border, saying the 15,000 troops he has deployed there have no such orders. AMLO, a leftist who took office in December vowing to protect migrants' rights, has come under fire over AFP journalists' images last week of heavily armed National Guardsmen forcibly detaining two women and a girl at the Rio Grande River. Um, so basically, AMLO said no such order has been issued and we are going to review the case so that it doesn't happen again. I'll link to this article. I was laughing my head off when I saw that. It's like AMLO became the new like Teletubby conservative hero. You see, AMLO's doing more than the Democrats. Because like, we just want a talking point against the Democrats. Even though... We wind up implementing the policies of the Democrats, and even though we wind up electing in primaries Republicans who are like Democrats, but I want to defeat the Democrats, so therefore I'm going to implement the Democrats' po- policies and get blamed for them and then lose the election too. I mean, they're pathetic. No. The truth is the border is not changing. The truth is Trump's dis- distraction there is not working. And we shouldn't take the pressure off the 20 things he needs to be doing to secure our own border. Not losering out and begging a guy like AMLO, who can't secure a border in a sustained way even if he wanted to, to do it. But those are the Teletubbies. Oh, that, oh, the president. Ooh. We're going to have to have a new... Uh, I'm going to have to ask our producer, Joe Armacost, to get us a, a good Teletubby segment update. Some some uh, intro music there. These guys are Teletubbies. They're so stupid. But anyway, being pro-sovereignty is pro-life. What if I told you, imagine if I told someone who's pro-life, I have a magic pill. I could save, I could prevent thousands of murders, 10,000 rapes, Tens of thousands of assaults, drug trafficking, DUIs. At the palm of the technology and policies and laws we have. You would tell me I'm living in a utopia. And I will tell you in every other sphere of policy, it is a utopian. To that extreme. But when it comes to crimes committed by foreign nationals, they are... A hundred so illegal immigrants are hundred percent avoidable. Legal immigrants, the first crime you might say is not. But I will tell you if we had better vetting and a better understanding of the type of immigrants we bring in, and again, we do bring in good ones, but we bring in too many bad ones too. It should only be the good ones. It would be remarkably low, and then again, the first sign of trouble, they're out of here. It's amazing. That's why I'm telling you. If you want to invest in one government agency, ICE has the ability to do that. You don't need probable cause. You don't need 
a conviction. You don't need probation. You don't need anything. And meanwhile, by the way, this is doubly true because as it relates to American criminals, every single day, Gorsuch joins with the four leftists. Another case today, this, um, what do you call, what do you call the case? If you want to look up the case, um, drawing a blank here, Haymond, U.S. v. Haymond, where he ruled that supervised release hearings, you need, suddenly you need a, the Sixth Amendment says you need a jury trial, right? Normally, you can't lock someone in jail without a jury trial. So, in yet another destruction of one of the core elements of the Armed Career Criminal Act, the legacy of Ronald Reagan, Gorsuch joined with the four leftists, even Roberts and Kavanaugh opposed, Alito wrote the dissent. So, basically, what part of what that was is it created supervised release, which makes sense. Rather than going straight from jail to like you're 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 gone, you have supervised release. Let me give you an example. Let's say rather than sentencing you to 12 years, which I could totally do as a judge, I sentence you to 10 years and say two years of supervised release. But as part of that, it's understood that if you violate the terms of your supervised release, there's a hearing in front of a judge, and a judge could revoke that, your release, and you go back to jail. Anyone with a half a brain, there's been tens of thousands of these cases that never had a problem in the court, no one ever had a problem with it, it's common sense that it's pursuant to the original conviction, it's not a new conviction without a jury trial, the original conviction is that you serve it's really like 12 years, of which the final two are supervised released. That if you violate, you can go back to jail. That, that's the way to look about it. It's very simple. And Gorsuch, you know, it's like, no, Sixth Amendment violation. You need jury trial. Here's what Alito had to say about that. The intimation in all these statements is clear enough. All supervised release revocation proceedings must be conducted in compliance with the Sixth Amendment, which means that the defendant is entitled to a jury trial, which means that as a practical matter, supervised release revocation proceedings cannot be held. In 2018, federal district courts compelled 1,809 criminal jury trials. During that same year, they adjudicated 16,946 revocations of supervised release. And there is simply no way that the federal courts could impanel enough juries to adjudicate all those proceedings, let alone try all those proceedings in accordance with the Sixth Amendment's Confrontation Clause. So if every supervised release revocation proceeding is a criminal prosecution, as the plurality suggests, the whole concept of supervised release will come crashing down. Actually, by the way, he said, notice Alito says plurality because Breyer ironically didn't fully like join it. He said it's only like in certain cases, only he, he narrowed it more. But Gorsuch, Gorsuch was to the left of Breyer. He was basically saying, yeah, all these cases violate the Sixth Amendment. Gorsuch is doing to the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments what the left has long done to the Fourteenth Amendment. What did I tell you, folks? The Teletubbies on our side, they relish, they celebrate 
the, the, the biggest things we strive and long for, the, the, the loudest applause lines and punch lines of our messaging and campaigns are things that promote the outcomes of the left in the most critical cases, often dealing with life and death and law enforcement. And look, if the law dictates that a sex – this was a kiddie porn guy, by the way, this case of Hammond. If it, the law dictates that outcome, the law dictates that outcome. But to create novel approaches to criminal law, violating state control over criminal law, one after another, divorced from 200 years of, of tradition – is not originalism, which is why Thomas, who has no gumption, look, you know Thomas, if he believes we're doing, Thomas is the type of guy like, he'll go with original text that he believes to be right, even over original practice. So like, let's say you see that they were doing something in 1793, but he believes at the end of the day that the document ratified in 1789 means the opposite and they got it wrong even from the founding era. He'll say, no, that's not good. And he's done that before. But he was on the other side of this, of course, with Alito. Like I told you, there's a four-to-one liberal plurality, and then, meaning Thomas being the one, and then any of those four have their own shtick that on almost any given case, the left is going to have a majority. So it's even worse than what this term that we're getting slaughtered at the Supreme Court no, um, demonstrates it's even worse than the thesis I've been making the last two years that, yeah, we now have a more conservative Supreme Court, but they're not taking up all the lower court cases and they're allowing them to stand. And even when they're with us, they go narrow and they come back. All the things I'm saying that are true, but it's worse than that. They're actually downright siding with the left. And then Gorsuch is, is like, he's literally... Ruth Bader Ginsburg on criminal law. Remember, one-third of the cases in the Supreme Court are criminal law. So anyway, this is all I – I know I, I – uh, this is a long parenthetical, but I wanted to get this out as an end to itself. Anyway, I wanted you guys to hear this. This is a long way of saying we are facing a criminal hell in this country in the coming years as a result of policy jailbreak, judicial jailbreak of the most violent – Murderers, sex offenders, getting out of prison, not being sentenced, getting off of technicalities, worse than ever before. So all the more so when it comes to aliens that aren't entitled to this process, that you could just get them out of the country. You are not pro-life if you don't support our position on this. So um, there we are. Boy, I just got started here, and we're almost out of time. You know, I asked the question, would these virtue signalers, not just on the left, but the pseudo-political right, would they run their own family like this? Would they expose their wives and their kids to this virtue signaling? Well, that is the responsibility of our government. And in fact, it's, it's worse because at least, you know, if you're the head of the household, you're kind of a dictator. You know, parents to a kid, you know, the kids, the kids got to follow, you know, the kids, it's not a democracy. I'm sure you tell your kids that all the time. We all do. Whereas our government is a republic of, by, and for the citizenry. You know, a Border Patrol agent friend of mine said last night that he just took his kid to the doctor and he got scarlet fever and 
the doctor is certain that he, although he didn't have it, he carried it from his work with with the migrants. Now, I know everyone's going to say, oh, it's scarlet fever. It's a, it's a very common, it's with strep throat. Yeah, I understand it's not unique to the migrants. People get it. But again, you know, the point is, it's it's the summer. You know, it's not as common. <clears throat> um, but there's a lot worse things coming in. But no, no one cares about that. <sighs> this administration is all about talking loudly and then they don't even pick up the stick. And the Teletubbies like, oh yeah, that's so good. Again, two more soldiers died in Afghanistan. We send our soldiers over there to die on the sword of Islam so they won't be put at our border. Remember, it's illegal. It's, it's very, you know, Every, it's illegal to use our soldiers like to defend our border. Like, you know what I mean? Isn't it coincidental that everything to defend our sovereignty is illegal and everything illegals want to do is legal? And then we bring in migrants from all these places to go kill us, including our veterans. I mean, I, I just I just don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. There is no other policy wherein we have 100% legal authority and logistical ability to weed out bad people who will harm others than we do with immigration policy. If you want to get your most bang for your buck in terms of preserving lives, that's where it's at. But it takes finesse, it takes knowledge, it takes articulation. It doesn't lend itself to cheap shot virtue signaling in a world where, because we don't really have much of a right in this country, the left just controls the news cycle in terms of what happens. So you could have you know hundreds of Americans killed by illegals, but... You could have two or three illegals dying. And again, it's not symmetrical. It's not Americans going and killing the illegals. I mean, I guess the Democrats will accuse us of doing that. But we all know it's not the case. There's nothing we can do. But somehow that's the news. Chuck Schumer is sitting on the floor, sitting on the floor right now, with the picture of the two dead bodies in there. So you know this is so contrived, so concocted. But you'll never find Republicans with the motorcycle strung out, seven bodies of five Marines. And and I know like some idiot was harassing me on Twitter, like calling them Marines. What do you mean they're out of the service? Dude, once a Marine, always a Marine. But anyway, there is not a single bill from the Senate or messaging on sanctuary cities. Like, that is the most anti-life thing. And it's a big part of it because they will not share their driver's license um, records. See, this is a long article 
And I know a lot of you have sent me, like, there's a lot of other angles. There's the company, the truck company, the trucker company where this guy worked for. Like, what the heck? You know, why Why were they um, employing this guy? But I, I didn't have time to put that all in there. But again, you know, if our government, state and federal, are lawless, then I don't think it's as big of a story of a, as, a, you know, with a private company being lawless. I'm not excusing them. I'm just saying, you know. That's why I wanted to focus more on the government. But Jessica Vaughn made a very important um, case to me. And I quoted her in the thing. You know, she used to live in Massachusetts. And she says, what, what's very evident um, at this point is that, what do you call it? Obviously, Massachusetts has no clue of their driving records. Like, they'll allow a guy to not just continue driving, but give, her, give him a Class C commercial license with a drug and drunk driving record. And yet now they have a sanctuary bill that will give driver's licenses for illegals that to begin with we have no record of their history and all the identity theft and the names that are mixed up. Very symbolical point. It's not like a right or left type of thing. You don't need to be a conservative to understand that. And where the feds could come in and punish sanctuaries, mandate stronger cooperation, create a private cause of action for victims of illegal aliens or criminal aliens, criminal legal aliens that should have been deported. It's the right thing to do. It's the pro-life thing to do. But you know what? All they care about is politics. Fine. It's winning politics. Stop gauging your political barometer off the D.C. bubble. No normal human beings think that way. Your average Democrat voter who doesn't spend all of his life on Twitter is to the right on this issue of the conservative intelligentsia, of the conservative Teletubbies. We need more virtue and less signaling. We need more truth and knowledge and studying of issues rather than cheap shots and Teletubbies and Thumbsuckers. I don't know where to find them. There aren't too many of them. But um, that's the story here. By the way, the Massachusetts bill would require the release of an illegal alien who is charged with this very crime. Right, this very crime. Now, I'm not talking about the ones before, even after he murdered seven people. They wouldn't turn them over to ICE. Chuck Schumer has an easel of um, illegal aliens who died in the Rio Grande River when it is all not our fault. It's the fault of the cartels and the fault of the Democrat judges and bureaucrats and political leaders who are encouraging this. But let me tell you something. If we wanted to make it about imagery rather than logical thoughts, which I think we need to start doing, we could fill up the entire Senate chamber from floor to ceiling with pictures of Americans killed by people who pursuant to current law should have been removed and could have easily been removed. 
that is the pro-life position, the biblical position, that these evildoers who walk in darkness will never recognize, they will refuse to recognize, but we're going to point that out here. Boy, we have so much we left on the table with this show I didn't get to. We got to run. I got to do Steve Dace's show till tomorrow. God bless you all. Send me your comments, concerns, and questions as always. Suggestions, guests, anything. Good or bad, feedback, let me know. Um, We aim to please here. But what I ask of you is that you send this show and all our shows, all our articles to 10 of your friends and relatives. That's your assignment, all right? 10 of your friends and relatives, that will have its effect. That is just as strong, if not stronger, than voting. Because we need a firestorm, a groundswell from the right on this. Um, That is the bottom line. And I just want to leave you. I was about to sign off, but then I forgot one more point just to cap this off. Very important here. Artazide Zolberg, he's a liberal um, immigration historian, very good historian that I quote in my book. He wrote a scholarly book called A Nation by Design on immigration, immigration history. And he asked the following question in his book. He said, why is it that with every piece of legislation, now he was talking about legal immigration. So this applies 50 million times more for illegal immigration. But this is even legal immigration. Every time, you know, in 1965, 1980, 1990, and even recently, every time the public sentiment wanted a reduction in legal immigration, they would introduce a bill and it would start out that way, but it would wind up, quote, moving in the opposite direction. Where's the dichotomy? And you know what he said? He said that, quote, while public support for a reduction in legal immigration was broad, it was not well organized. In contrast, a liberal coalition of well-organized organized groups, including ethnic organizations, churches, and employer associations, articulated strong opposition to proposals for restricting legal immigration. How much more does the silent majority hold true for illegal immigrants than empower cartels and bring all this stuff in? If we could just get ourselves organized and get a louder voice, it's the strongest thing we can do. That's what we need to work towards. That's what I want you guys to help me with. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all.